0: Welcome to Finding Food and Fitness Freedom, the Empowered Rx podcast that is dedicated to helping women achieve deep health and empowerment. Together with our team of experts, we are going to lead you on a journey of true transformation. It's time to break free from the clutches of diet culture and disorder eating, to embrace a sustainable path to wellness. Our mission is to empower you with knowledge and support as we navigate this adventure together. With the strength of community and the guidance of our mentors, we'll debunk myths, challenge norms, and re-educate about what it truly means to be healthy. And yes, we're passionate about weightlifting. It's not just about physical gains, it's about building inner strength and confidence that radiates in all aspects of life. So let's embrace science-backed approaches and leave behind the quick fix mindset This is about fostering a positive relationship with food, fitness, and ourselves. So if you're ready to embark on a journey of growth and self-discovery, hit that subscribe button and make sure to follow along on all of our episodes. Together, we'll find the freedom that comes from living a balanced and empowered life. Thank you for joining us on Finding Food and Fitness Freedom. Stay humble, stay curious, and remember, true health is within your reach.
1: I have no idea that I will say yes, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hit, hit the yes option, you know. Yes. Awesome.
2: Okay. And so I'm so excited to have my friend Kate here. Kate and I go back a long time. I don't even know, probably like nine, 10 years, nine years at this point, eight years so. <sighs>
1: Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, at least, at least eight and a half, least yeah. uh,
2: Kate and I, well, I guess officially we didn't meet at CrossFit. Our husbands were both in the army at the same yeah. um, army base in Germany. So yeah. we kind of knew each other through, of course, because it was a smaller community there. And yeah. then from there, we kind of ended up both at the same CrossFit gym, so, and uh, that was your
1: first experience with CrossFit as well, right? That's why I know exactly how long we've known each other is because it's like I can remember when I first started CrossFit and it was eight and a half years ago, so...
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, and I always tell everyone how I think I was so lucky to find that gym for my first CrossFit gym, um, just for sure. for, yeah, the coaches. And uh, I talk, talk all the time about how Rob just kind of guided me so naturally with like nutrition and fitness. And so yeah. I think if it wasn't for those coaches there and that gym and that community that I might not be where I am today. So I'm always so super grateful for it. And yeah. Yeah. I've been so grateful to stick, stay in touch with you over the years. And watch I know Germany. you got to stay in Germany a few years after we had to leave a little bit
1: longer. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit longer. <laughs> we flew under the lucky star with the army. So
2: um, and then you did you go straight to Washington or you were somewhere else
1: after? No, Germany? no. Oh. I was in Kansas. Yeah, Manhattan, Kansas. There is a Manhattan, Kansas, and they call it the little apple. Just so <laughs> you know. Yeah, that we were there. So. Um,
2: there's a place in Arkansas called Arkadelphia, and because I'm from Pennsylvania, so it always made <laughs> me laugh every time we drove through Arkansas and Arkadelphia. So, yeah. you're like, <laughs> look, it's like home, but not. Yeah, yep. Um, and then after that, you you're in Seattle now.
1: Yeah, after Gabe retired, we moved up to Seattle, where I'm originally from, so it's a different city than it used to be, for sure, (laughs) but yeah.
2: Awesome, and I'm in Texas still, like, we've been here the whole time, which is so weird, because when you're so used to moving for the military, like, when you're, like, stationary for, like, we've been here for seven years
1: now, so. Isn't uh, it, like, the longest you've ever been anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah
2: awesome but yeah we definitely kept in touch and I know we've talked about working together before and it was just crazy and then like there's COVID happened and it, you know we opened it was our- like
1: crazy followed by crazy followed by crazy and it was like okay this is not just not working right now yeah
2: um, but I am so happy to have you on the podcast today to at least catch oh my up gosh,
1: I'm so excited yeah thank you for inviting me that's a thrill I love what you guys do. It it just honestly, every single day I read what you work on and just who you're reaching and how you're reaching out. And it just, I, it's so wonderful. I just, I can't say enough good things.
2: Awesome. And I always say it kind of sucks when you have like connections all over the world, because you don't get to spend time in person as often as you would like, but Mm -hmm. it is also really cool to kind of have this experience where we get to share this message as far as The east coast and all the way now to the west coast so um i think i know right (laughs) i know right it is so neat so um what i'm gonna do is stop talking for a little bit and i'm gonna share the floor with you and you can give a little bit about your background and what you do now
1: Okay, I'll try and stick to the stuff that's relevant. Because like we were saying before we started, um, when you get to be my age, there's like a lot of territory that you can cover when you're giving your backstory. So I'm going to try and shrink it down just a little bit. And for what it's worth, I am 49. I'm going to be 50 next July. And um, that shocks me to no end every single day that I think about it. I'm like, wait, what? how that happened. It, you know, <laughs> it happened. Um, let's see here. I am a personal trainer and also a CrossFit level one trainer as well. I still have my certification, even though I'm not actively coaching CrossFit right now. Um, I've been a personal trainer since February of 2012, um, starting over at Cotterbuck concern where we met in the first place, uh, working there for a little bit and then working for myself quite a bit. Uh, got into CrossFit coaching because of my CrossFit experience, Um, starting CrossFit at CrossFit Osbach in Germany was amazing. And it was absolutely pivotal. I think, like you said, too, if I had started somewhere else, I would have had a very, very different experience. And it was that grounding force about talking about being strong and being the strongest, most powerful, most authentic version of yourself and know, a little bit fearless and a little bit, you know, more capable every time you went in there and having that philosophy being pushed rather than trying to shrink wrap into a certain package or even, um, you know, the, the way that nutrition was... Was talked about and approached was so much more of a holistic way, where it's like you use food as fuel, you use food as you know a support for your health, not just to become a certain size or be able to lift a certain weight. And it's really truly about the integration of all those pieces into a lifestyle, and it just changes the way that you look at yourself, and it changes the way that you kind of present yourself in the world. And I'm yeah, just like you, deeply, deeply grateful for that uh, start because prior to that, my background had been more like into the dieting. Like I probably had dieted off and off, off and on, excuse me, oh gosh, from my teens. I was never very good at like withholding food, but I did some other weird manipulation stuff. And I remember my friend and I going on a, a Cheeto and celery and diet coke. Kind of diet for I think I was a junior in high school at the time because celery had negative calories because you burn more calories just ingesting yes, it than you <laughs> eating that. it. Yes, I remember. And so we're like, okay, this plus Cheetos, like let's exit right. out and we drink, drink drink Diet Coke. It's all good, you know. It's oh, so there was that, and um I definitely have gone both directions where I've been someone who's like really overeaten and eaten for like emotional comfort. Um, a lot of times throughout my twenties, I, I would do that. And then I'd get in this cycle where I would like start to withhold food a little bit more and exercise a lot more. And in my twenties that worked fine. You know, just my metabolism was set up so that if you exercise a whole bunch more, generally speaking for most people and most women, it, it's going to result. Uh, especially with a calorie deficit of some kind in a weight loss. That doesn't mean a healthy weight loss. It just means the scale changed and I kind of changed, um, but it was definitely not a sustainable or healthy approach. And I went through that cycle, you know, um, between kids, I tried all kinds of diets to like lose the baby weight because I, all of a sudden I was a body size and composition. I didn't recognize um. And there were so many, you know, just structured diets, you know, and it was all dieting masked under this, you know, healthy way of eating the orthorexic trend Mm -hmm. that happened in the like, what, mid 2000s and up through the the teens probably with things like Oxygen Magazine and the clean eating. Oh my God, I was such a clean eating like oh, advocate. And yeah. I just was like hardcore, you measure things, you eat this much and only from these sources and you can't even use like uh, spam spray because it has, yeah. you know, propellants in it. And oh, oh so... Yeah, I've been down a lot of roads. Yeah. And I think right about the time I got into CrossFit was the time when I'd surrendered the idea that I could control my body and that I needed to control my body. I remember being afraid to start CrossFit after doing oxygen magazine type workouts and running a lot for so many years. I was really scared to do it because I was afraid I was going to, you know, blow up in size. Like Mm. I was going to get bulky. I was going to get huge But I was at such a miserable point in my life that it was either stay miserable and, you know, stick with the thing that I know or take a chance on this CrossFit thing, maybe surrender it to the fact that I might gain size Mm -hmm. and just, well, we'll deal with it if it happens. Um, And the funny thing was, it didn't really happen. (laughs) I just got really strong and really started to enjoy myself and honestly ended up having way better benefits and and, um, results and outcomes physiologically um that I ever had doing the controlling food running so much running so much um and then trying to do boot camp lifting and all this stuff that you know is still pushed out there as being like the solution right yeah I know I it is
2: sad like I still see a lot of times like even um even things on Facebook like I saw an ad like get the splits in six weeks and it's like what That's (sighs) (laughs) so it's there's always like this extreme like um and I I think that plays into a lot of it um in our mindset is that we've always been taught it's the immediate results like get immediate quick fixes right so then we start to do dangerous things for our health and our bodies that's going to get us there faster but in the long run yeah it's miserable it's um, because we're we're giving up a part of ourselves to achieve that like perfect in our mind, right? Yeah. Like idea of what we should either look like or how fast we should be or this, that, and the other thing. And just like you said, surrender. Sure.
1: Yeah,
2: just kind of like surrendering to like the trust that like if we're doing the things that are going to actually nourish our body and like actually our beneficial for our strength to grow in bone density and muscles and all of that important yeah. Yeah. stuff that's going to keep us moving for so much longer and making sure we're nourishing properly with the same foods but also yeah. nourishing our souls because I think that's that part of it that a lot of times when we are on such like a strict like uh I can't like have anything outside of what I know my body needs right because like a lot of times we yeah. talk about those like what your body needs and what your body wants so like we can yeah. have both of those right because one is for our soul the other is nourishing our bodies and the other is nourishing our souls so I think finding that yeah. balance is so important and yeah I I also went through um, you know the cycles of and I talked about my slim fast journey before and it was funny because just the other day I was trying a new protein. It was the Premier Protein. And I don't usually buy that brand, but they suckered me into it because they had a <laughs> root beer float flavor. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I had yeah. to try it. I had to. So I opened it up and I smelled it because I have this weird thing. I always have to smell everything. Like, oh, no. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. For sure.
2: Um, um, yeah. It smelled like Slim Fast. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm already like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they flash back to like I just
2: can't. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> but I tried it, and it was delicious, and it was a protein shake, and it wasn't a meal replacement shake, and um, it was it was fine. We we made it through, but yeah, it did. It made me kind of flash back to all of those crazy things that I've, you know, I did the my whole thing was like I'll have a slim fast for breakfast and for lunch, right, and then for dinner, and a sensible was, dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I won. And I just think that 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 would be the solution, but that's what was marketed and targeted towards us with like ads. So I think a lot of times I talk to our younger girls, um, who maybe do struggle with an adult in their life who is like emerged in the diet culture still that we kind of had to grow up through. And it's hard for, I think, um, for me as their coach, because I've kind of found my way out of it. Right. As kind of you have, right.
1: Like
2: we have this realization and for us, luckily we found a great coach who kind of helped us through that. Um, not everybody does though. And they're kind of still stuck in that as they age. And yeah, you know, their whole thing is like, well, why can't you just do this? Or why can't you just do that? Um, like for example, like, why can't you just stop overeating or why, you know, because like for some people it's, like maybe it's a little bit more of like a control it's
1: complex i mean there's that behavioral and mental and emotional and then there's physiological things too that you're not in control of
2: exactly so i think that's what you know the this it's so important to continue to share these experiences um especially with our younger girls so they can start to have that understanding earlier and earlier right so because i know i'm 41 you're 49 So I started, for me, the only really health, like, fitness, exercise, anything like that, that I really took seriously didn't happen until I was in my 30s. I've tried, like, I tried things way before, like you said, like, all of the different, like, diets and the trends and the ups and the downs and the, Yeah. yeah the over exercising and whatever. Um, and none of it ever worked before until I got to a point where it was just like, okay, I have to find out the things that are going to nourish my body. And for me, it was a little also, um, more, I would say of an emergency because I was pre diabetic. So I was looking at chronic yeah. as well. So like yeah. there was a real big health factor, um, that I was, and my mom also um, yes. was diagnosed with diabetes, and so it ran in my family. My grandmother had a stroke when she was forty-seven. Hypertension runs in the family. Oh, shoot. Like- yeah. And
1: yeah, then- yeah, You're, you I'm- knew the clock was ticking yeah. for you. <laughs>
2: yeah. I had, yeah. um, passed away from cancer on my mom's side. So, yeah, there was like a yeah. lot of health threat risks and factors. And I think that's what really started getting me um, because my uncle on my mom's side as well, he had just passed away from a heart attack. Um, yeah. So, it was really, and he was only in his sixties. So for me, it was really getting a hold of like my health and my longevity. So I can be around specifically for my oldest who has autism. So, you know, right? I don't know how long he's going to have to be dependent on us and our needs. So my goal was to stick around for as, as long as possible, but I'm sure because, sorry, I kind of stole You're just fine.
1: You have no, no apology you needed. I'm exactly trying to like try and get me. <laughs> fighting for decent light because you know 49 got to have decent light. Um, yeah. well, let's let's
2: go back. Um, to um after, right? We're we're heading into to you settling into Seattle after retirement and everything like that. So let's let's talk about yeah. what doing <laughs> now before we
1: go. Uh, yeah. I'm like, wait, where'd we go? <laughs> no. I um yeah, we moved up to Seattle after being in Kansas for a couple of years. And I, I did my first foray into doing CrossFit coaching uh, like officially when I was in Kansas. And that was a lot of fun. It was good energy doing CrossFit classes. Um but when I came up to Seattle, I had the intention of doing an internship and doing getting into CrossFit and more kettlebell oriented, you know, coaching. Um, and I just continued to find that I was very much drawn instead of like to everyone, I was drawn to the person who needed a little extra support. And I just found that it really was in my nature to go like, you know, an inch wide and a mile deep versus, you know, an inch deep and a mile wide, which kind of the the group versus deeply personal training um, thing. And so I quickly made that realization that I was not maybe the best CrossFit coach because of that tendency. Not that it couldn't have been corrected, but I just found a lot more love and joy in like helping people one-on-one. And the more that I did it and the more that I've done it, I've also realized that there's so much more to it than coming in and counting sets and reps and giving people certain exercises and then just sending them on their way. And particularly with women. Oh so, gosh, where do I even start? <laughs> yeah, like, women um, have different needs than men. And I think that that has been totally glossed over for a very long time. Like, I don't think there was, has been much medical research on women until really, I think about 17 years ago is when women started being more included in studies. And so things like intermittent fasting, all of that research has been done on men. And so- It's particularly good for men. It's not particularly good for women for a whole lot of reasons. Um, And then, you know, just that we've been pushed to diet and shrink for so long. And that was one of the beautiful things that CrossFit kind of taught me was to be loud, take up more space, be unapologetic, and just do my thing and not be like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, have to be careful of making too much noise or disturbing the person next to me or being in someone's way. I mean, like, how is, yeah, that thing has been... Yes. (laughs) And so, you know, that that was one of the things I ended up working with the women who would would come to me in you know a regular gym, Um, teach them how to like hold a little bit more space, to be a little bit louder, to ask to use a weight like I didn't want to use that. I need to use that. Or yes, I am using this spot right here. I'll let you know when I'm done. Instead of saying I'm sorry and getting out of the way, which was a thing. Um, But just that whole concept of like shrinking and controlling and being pleasing. And really, it started to occur to me that women have been taught to be, you know, ornaments, and really, they need to learn how to be instruments, like to use your body for a purpose beyond being pretty and pleasing. Um, And there's a lot of freedom that comes in that a lot more joy, I think, when you're not so worried about what everyone else is thinking of you and thinking about how you look and you're just like owning who you are. And I strength training is, has been a, a dynamic key to being able to do that with and for a lot of women. I mean, myself included, like it, it CrossFit changed my life. It changed the way I viewed myself, changed the way I showed up in the world. And um, it's that that I continue to try and, and share with other women when we train um, I love and just, During that time, it just happened to be the time where I was really going through perimenopause too, which by the way, I didn't even know perimenopause was an actual thing, like back in my thirties, even in my late thirties, I was like, oh yeah, menopause, that thing that women go through for a couple of years, once they're in their fifties, you know, where you have hot flashes and you're bad mood for a while, and maybe you gain some weight in your, your belly or something, and then you're done. Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of not that simple or that straightforward, um, and super individual to the person. So, you know, if I reference things, it's kind of a general context. It can be very, very different for a lot of people. Uh, but during the time that I was going through perimenopause, all of a sudden, I didn't have as much energy. Um, I didn't feel as good. My the same things that I'd been doing uh, just weren't getting me the same results. Or I'd be really sore and tired, like more than I thought was okay. And it really started to like make me wonder what was going on with my body. I at that point, started having some hot flashes, massive night sweats, but the worst part of it that got me to really take action, uh, was during COVID of course it was during the lockdown. Um, I started having panic attacks before I would go to bed at night. And there was a little part of me that just thought it's stress, you know? Um, and then I started having heart palpitations on top of the panic attacks and I was pretty fit. So I didn't think I had like a cardiovascular issue. Um, and then you know what else was there there was like the periods went from being kind of sort of regular to being all over the place like two in a month or nothing for two or three months or i mean just craziness and i couldn't think right like i have brain fog and i'm just listing off the the big ones for me there's a long list um and there's a long list that can affect a lot of people uh but at that time i really Realized I needed help and I needed to inform myself and educate myself. Um, and I'm mentioning this just because it has changed the way that I coach women and who I coach now and how I do it and 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 why a little bit too. Um, so just learning more about perimenopause, I chose for myself to get uh, hormone therapy and it's menopausal hormone therapy, not necessarily hormone replacement therapy because you're supplementing, not replacing, unless you're in certain circumstances. It's one of those things, Um, and there it made a giant difference in how I felt. Um, And then doing a little bit more reading about like what is happening in our body during those years that we're changing and going through really a true transition. Um, And then that there were also a lot of changes that we needed to make in our nutritional approach, in our approach to exercise, um, and just our approach to self care and how it is. Really, really I mean, it's critical. It's critical for us, kind of like you talked about, you knew you had kind of a ticking time bomb. It's the same way for women, only most of them or most of us don't really understand that when we're in our 40s, that we have kind of a ticking time bomb happening um to where we have an opportunity to really take care of ourselves so that we can be in the best shape that we can be, meaning like Um, being able to avoid disease, not falling into a pre-diabetic category, even if you were never, you know, had diabetic tendencies before, managing bone density, um, being able to keep your heart healthy because heart disease is pretty much the number one killer of women, um, especially after 50, after they go through menopause. You know, it's crazy the things that can happen. Um, And understanding that you start to see that women need to actually eat more. They need to eat better. They need to exercise harder in the sense that they need to strength train a lot more and they need to dial up a little bit of their intensity in the strength training. So both of those things are great components of CrossFit, by the way. (laughs) You know, Um, high intensity, constantly varied, you know, all that great stuff. Um, And that they actually, dieting is very, very, very bad for us at this point in life. It's extremely detrimental and has long-term ramifications, not just... I might diet and then relapse or rebound from my diet kind of thing that would have been, you know, an issue before. It has much more serious consequences than that. So that has definitely shaped the way that I, I approach training coaching. And so now in my own business, um, just opened a in-person business with my business partner, Sarah, over here in Ballard. Um, One of the main, Focus for me is reaching women who are in their perimenopausal and menopausal years and helping them guide them through the best, um, approach that they can be using in their whole life, not just in the gym to really set themselves up for success and a long, happy, active life.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I think it it just goes to show too, cause like we de- we're working with a, a, primarily a lot of younger girls who are still some of them going through, um, puberty as it is. So hormone yeah. challenges as when well, they're
0: making their
1: bones, they yeah. have to make yeah. their bones at that yeah. age. It's so critical. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's even so much more important, like not so much more important, but just as important that they're also nourishing and, and fueling their bodies properly. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I think, and, and that also kind of goes to show that like, we need to learn as women to be in touch with our bodies and be in touch with, yeah all of the aspects of it, our physical health, our mental health, you know, that whole aspect of it, because as we age throughout life, um, we're going to have different needs. So, and like, you know, going back to like our wants maybe won't change, but our needs are going to be different as we grow. So just being open and mindful of that. And I think um, just continuing to go back to what you said earlier, like just kind of like giving in to the idea that, Hey, it's, it's okay. That like changes are going to happen because it's natural. Um, We talk a lot too about, um, you know, as the body changes and grows, like, you know, and we age, like, you know, going through pregnancy and like even puberty, like stretch marks is so natural. And um, as we age and cellulite is so natural. And, um you know we talk (laughs) about too like wearing the shorts all the time and just being comfortable like in your body and like even as you age older like we're going to get gray hair we're going to it's not gonna get any
1: easier yeah like yeah it's so even if you get to like the just right size or the just right shape it's never gonna last it's just a little point in time And then if we don't kind of get comfortable with ourselves and accept some of those changes and get away from, you know, the standards that are sort of pushed on us or perpetuated as being beautiful or acceptable or unacceptable, you know, then we're really going to struggle because it's not going to get any easier. Like the wrinkles happen. The gray happens. I surrendered to the gray about four years ago. It's like, I, I, I'm out. I'm not. I love it though. I I finally thank you. If I wasn't so obsessed with dyeing my hair, crazy
2: colors. I I love how how much fun you have with
1: (laughs) yours. No, I love how much fun you have with yours. I was like, Oh, look, she's got green and blue now. That's awesome. It's mostly (laughs) gray under here, but (laughs) have fun. Do whatever you want. I'd be like, yeah, 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 seriously. Um, No, but like, you know, there's lines that are pronouncing themselves and, um, all kinds of changes. And I have to, I thought about this the other day when I was like noticing some things, like I moved my shoulder and some skin puckered. I went, what can be ever loving that was not there before. Um, and a little, you know, one of these in the mirror, like, okay. So (laughs) point being, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, okay. So those changes only become shameful if we attach a judgment to them you know, if we're objective about it and I'm like, yep, that's getting looser under there is a whole lot different than, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't have this. What can I do about it? I I hope nobody notices. It means I'm old. You know, it's different for me at my age than it would be for somebody who's maybe in their teens or early twenties in terms of like the things that we're evaluating, but the concept's the same. It's like, if we're always looking at ourselves with that lens of judgment of good, bad, right, wrong, pleasing, unpleasing, you know, it gets to be really, really hard on us. And it, it sucks a lot of joy out of life. Mm-hmm. And there are things, like you said, we can't change. Our bodies are just going to continue to evolve the way that they were meant to before we had social media, right? Or cameras or anything. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, At my point in life, I can say it's a waste of life Mm -hmm. to focus so much on being that ornament and you lose out on so much quality and joy and fulfillment if you don't tap into that instrument side of yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think there goes, there's so much more involved, even past that if you can look into um you know like a lot of I think our insecurities come from the idea of what other people's thoughts of us are and what they 100%
1: about
2: our bodies and um because like we wouldn't think like most of us wouldn't be like oh our elbow is weird like unless somebody was like <laughs> oh you have a really weird elbow
1: and then you'd probably be like whoa so yeah. um Right? Like every single time I've ever demonstrated an overhead squat right. and have people go right? Ah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I think funny. we put much more value on like certain like aspects of it like oh you can make fun of my elbow but don't you make fun of my belly or it's like well honestly why do you care like why do I care about what anybody thinks you know and like I always joke around yeah. I'm like, except my husband and he loves me for me
1: because That's I think right. that- I don't share a home with you and, and yeah, you know absolutely. you know, pay rent absolutely. with me and share food, then what do I care?
2: <laughs> and there's always every there's somebody out there for everyone all the time. I always joke about like not living in extremes and not living in black and white, but like I all my examples are always so extreme. Like I'm like, oh, there's people who there's somebody out there for everybody. Did you ever see like that show Strange Love where It's like a 20-year-old guy with like a 90-year-old lady and they are like in love. They are attracted to each other. There is somebody out there for everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I know. And I think, um, again, coming from like my end of life, I don't think I ever was able to find like really deeply satisfying relationships until I got a lot more comfortable and happy with myself, Uh like until I stopped looking for as much of that external validation. Um, and this is actually in the middle of my marriage that I stopped looking for external validation. It wasn't even like prior to getting married. It was just like, wait a second. I don't need, if I don't like myself, who's going to like me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a journey. There's it's complicated too. Yeah.
2: I think having that, um, just compassion for yourself to understand that it's complicated and we're human and it's okay to not have it all figured out. And I also yes. like having that understanding of growth, like you mentioned earlier, like maybe before, if you like looked and you saw like the extra skin on your neck, you would have spent a lot of time <sighs> focused on it, or it maybe would have ruined your entire day or, but just like yes. the growth of just being like, Hey, it's okay. Like this happens with age, like, what's like it doesn't change the value of me as a person and yeah and so just being able to like have those moments where you're just like okay so yeah I thought about it but it's not it's still progress right we're still learning to love ourselves just for what our bodies are capable of instead of like you said being an ornament and just you know being fancy which unless you're gonna color your hair green and
1: blue. Right. That's totally yeah. cool. So. <laughs> I am down for that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> you know? Totally. No, I, and it's not to say that yeah, I, these thoughts happen all the time. Like I'll see a wrinkle or a spot or something and I'll be like, what's in the, you know, but it is the ability to like, look at it, have that response not judge or shame myself for having the response or feel guilty about it because I didn't love my body I think there's way too much of that push out there you need to be in love with your body well sometimes just getting to an objective neutral is enough you know just let it be what it is and don't spend time on it yeah yeah but then it's like being able to move on a little bit more quickly I used to get the hung up on things for a lot longer before I could move on and now it's a little more reflexive just through practice, not because I like aged into it. No, I've had to practice. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, me too. But I think um just like anything, we have to practice, right? We're never gonna be yeah. good at anything the very first time that we do it. So yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And all of those relearning things that we do about our attitudes and perspectives and behaviors and our self concept and it does. It takes a lot of practice. Like anyone who's been through any kind of therapy will tell you, right? It's not just a, a quick, instant fix. It's like, okay, it's a process. You have to learn and and grow through. Yeah.
2: Oh, but that's so awesome. Oh, I'm so happy that you yeah. came on, and thank
1: you so much. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, been babble too much. You know,
2: that's all right. We could probably, honestly, have gone for like another half an hour or so if we just. Oh. Easy, yeah, very easy. But yeah. well, thank you so yeah. much, Kate. I appreciate you so much Thanks for
1: having me, Haley.
2: Yes, for sure. We'll definitely have to have you on again.
1: That'd be fun. Thank you so much again. I love yeah. love everything that you do. I'm so. I know I'm not anywhere near you, but I'm so happy that you are out there serving women like that.
2: Same, same. Absolutely, keep doing uh, it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thanks,
2: Haley. Bye.